you find the diet that works for you. And then I use hypnosis to get myself to do that diet, to accept that diet. And then I use hypnosis to motivate me to exercise. You want to transform yourself and improve your life. You long to help people. You wish to become healthier, happier, and more successful. This show is your opportunity to learn how to use hypnosis to make your life better. Each week, hypnotist Robbie Spear Miller interviews people who have already changed their lives in amazing ways with hypnosis. These models can help you discover your path to making the most of your life. If you want to learn how hypnosis can help you reach your goals, this show is for you. Hello, everybody. I'm Robbie Spear Miller, the host of the Hypnosis Show podcast. Today, I'm really excited to introduce uh, one of the members of the Master Hypnotist Society, um, Dr. Matthew Burks, and he's here to share with us his own personal experience with using hypnosis to help him lose weight and make other lifestyle changes, and also how he uses it to help his clients um, with pain management and holistic health care. Um, I think this is a really interesting topic because a lot of people, when they want to do things like lose weight or manage stress, um, don't realize the the interactions between uh, doing things like hypnosis and how their biochemistry shifts because of it. And so Dr. Burks is going to share with us the structure of that so that we can understand how to, to integrate hypnosis with the other things we're doing to make our lives better. So welcome, Dr. Burks. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. So what would be great is first for for you to share with us a little bit about how hypnosis has helped you personally. And I think this is really useful for people to hear because a lot of people have experiences of their doctors telling them to just go eat less um, or to just go walk around the block. And sometimes they feel like doctors don't really get that there are other things at play that make that challenging. Um, So I think it would be a wonderful model for you to share how hypnosis helps you make the lifestyle changes you've made um, and that and also the insight that came with that to help other people um, address these problems for themselves. Well, in December before I went to medical school in Louisiana, I was visited by my aunt and uncle and my uncle was an industrial psychologist and he taught me self-hypnosis. Uh, he he did a hypnosis demonstration at my house, but I asked him to teach me self-hypnosis, and, and he did. And at the time, I just, I just played with it to maybe change behaviors, et cetera, et cetera. But then I went to medical school, and in the very first year, it was very stressful, and I started having headaches every day. And uh, I, went to, I went to the NT doctor thinking that they were sinus headaches. He said, there's nothing wrong with your sinuses. This is tension. You just need something to break the cycle of the tension and the headaches will go away. And turned out he was right about that. I used a very short course of Valium to break the the tension. And when I realized that it was the tension causing the headaches, then I started doing self-hypnosis every day to relax, to let myself relax and to become aware of the tension in my neck and my face and my neck muscles. And with the repeated self-hypnosis, I was able to, to train myself 
to not get tight in the neck, not get uh, uh, headaches because of what was happening with the hypnosis. Now, why do why does tension cause headaches? Well, the tension comes from anxiety, and the constant anxiety all the time keeps the muscle tension in the muscles around the head and the neck tight. Uh, and if you if you just relax, and especially if you use a hypnotic technique with progressive relaxation as the induction, then you relax those muscles, and and that and there you change your biochemistry as well because you're lowering your norepinephrine levels, you're lowering your adrenaline levels, and you're lowering your cortisol levels. Now, that's a big deal because in elevated cortisol levels cause you to be be uh, cause you to not be able to sleep at night, which I don't know about you, but not being able to sleep just increases my anxiety and tension the next day. And so by getting my norepinephrine levels, my, adren my uh, adrenaline level levels down um, along with the cortisol, then I, my sleep is restored as well. So that was an extra health benefit that I didn't anticipate from the self-hypnosis. So that was this. That was the start of me using that. Um, in 2007, I met Scott, and I uh, met him with the idea that he would train me in hypnosis, and I wanted to be able to do hypnosis for weight loss and smoking cessation because a lot of my pain patients have problems with weight and they have problems with smoking, and so I wanted to be able to do that. And I trained with him, and I did have uh, patients uh, with obesity that we were able to help with that hypnosis technique. And it's very, very profound what goes on with them, but there's a lot of added benefits because of the changes that hypnosis or regular use of hypnosis makes in the body. First of all, the, the, the only time that you really heal is when you are, are in a quiet state or sleeping and your parasympathetic nervous system kicks in. Um, you, you, you know, your nervous system is a sympathetic nervous system, which is the flight or fight, uh, response type of your uh, side of your nervous system and the parasympathetic nervous system, which is the rest and digest side of it. But you can also say rest, digest and heal. That's where the body does accelerated type healing. And so that I'll let you know real quickly that if you don't sleep and you don't ever get into that, then you're going to age faster. You're going to have more pain. Uh, you're not going to feel well. You're going to be tired, et cetera, et cetera. But by implementing hypnosis and getting out of that state, then you are, you are able to uh, go back into those beneficial states of sleep, healing, and all that that are part of the increased activity of parasympathetic nervous system over the sympathetic nervous system. Mm. That actually is very profound. I mean, it, it sounds technical, but it's very, very profound. In other words, if you rest and sleep, you'll heal. If you don't rest and sleep, you're not going to heal. And so it's very, very important to understand that restoring that is, is crucial not just for losing weight or for reducing anxiety, but for keeping your life preserved to keep from dying early from the, the vagaries of stress. Then also too, if you're lowering those 
hormones, then you're lowering your chance for plaque buildup and heart disease and those types of things. And so uh, anyway, hip, hypnosis for me has been very, very valuable in, in res restoring my health, so to speak. Uh, I used to drink quite a bit. And the only way that I could stop that without going to AAs and becoming an addict and living that life out is, was with hypnosis and self-hypnosis. And um, I, I, I can remember the very, uh, the very session of hypnosis that I had. I was, I was with Scott at a training and he had a novice read to me the, the, uh, the induction. Uh, and then, she, then she also put a little bit of a sermon in there about drinking. And the next week I was able to stop completely. And I, now I had been weaning, but it was very hard for me to stop. But after that session, I stopped completely. So you don't, you don't even have to be skilled at hypnosis. You just, you have to do it. And, and the person that you're working with, it has to be what they want, what you're trying to instill in their subconscious mind. And so anyway, it's very beneficial for that. And then more recently, I used to have a big, big beer gut and I was overweight and I had metabolic syndrome and all that. And I knew I had to, to uh, stop drinking to get over that, but I knew I needed to lose the weight and the hypnosis helped me to be able to maintain the activity and the diet that I needed to lose the weight without effort, without it bothering me, without it making me feeling like I was giving up a bunch of stuff to get somewhere that was hard to get to. And it, it, I, I wound up losing uh, down from 207 to 167 in just four months. And I've, and I've been able to maintain and keep that weight off. But I had to adopt the behaviors that would make my physiology to where it would lose weight and then also build muscle. Mm -hmm. So hypnosis helped me to do those things. Yeah. Excellent. Well, congratulations. That's an accomplishment. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm curious to learn a little bit more about how um, earlier when we were chatting before recording this, you mentioned that sometimes when people cut back on things like carbs, their their biochemistry actually makes them want carbs more. It makes them crave the carbs. So how does hypnosis help to curtail that or, or help people to stay on track with their progress? Okay, so what you're alluding to is um, there, there's, there's two things that happen. One is uh, the, an increase in serotonin levels makes you feel good, and it relieves depression, et cetera, et cetera, and a big sugar load will increase your serotonin levels, and it does that in a roundabout way in that it, it tends to help the blood-brain barrier open up to L-tryptophan so that more of that gets into the brain and then you make serotonin. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is, is it, carbs can be addictive for that reason because every time you eat them, you feel good. So that when you're feeling bad, you, you know that if you eat, you're gonna feel better. So people are actually self-medicating by eating carbs. 
Yes. Yes, that's exactly right. They're self-medicating. Well, um, that produces a problem with increased insulin levels, and that increases uh, uh, the accumulation of fat, and that increases inflammation in the body and leads to many other health problems, et cetera, et cetera. And so with, with hypnosis, you can curb the behavior. And you, you do have to add in a little bit of nutrition, be knowledgeable about nutrition. So when, you, when somebody is coming off of carbs, they're going to, uh, 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 it's, it's just like they're coming out of an addiction. They stop using. So the other side of that is dopamine. With, with, with stimulation, repeated stimulation from sugar or from, from drugs or whatever, if you stimulate dopamine repeatedly, then the dopamine receptors get ramped up. Then when you quit the behavior, your dopamine receptors are not filled up and you're in a, like a low dopamine state and that doesn't feel good. That's depressing and it's, you lose energy, et cetera, et cetera. The opposite of that, though, is when, when you increase dopamine, then you feel good. That's a feel-good hormone and, and all. And so you want to induce a behavior that allows for a person to cut out carbs and, and to maintain their dopamine levels. Okay, so the other way that you can... Re- raise serotonin and dopamine levels is by changing state. The happy states are associated with higher higher dopamine and higher serotonin levels. And so if you can, through hypnosis and NLP, raise the person's state so that they are producing those things and they're not underproducing them, then you can get them through a, a, a time of cutting out whatever it is, sugar or whatever they're addicted to, without going into the, the feeling of cravings. Mm, so it's a natural, healthy way to increase those happy chemicals so that they, they their body can adjust and adapt to the new diet that they're following. Yes, yes. Now, and- I mean, I find it useful to use nutrients with... with, with um, Serotonin, the nutrient is L-tryptophan, and you just about have to eat, consume carbs to absorb the L-tryptophan. If you, if you absorb a whole bunch of protein, it won't increase the amount of L-tryptophan that you are absorbing, even though the L-tryptophan is in there. You have to eat that protein with carbs to get that L-tryptophan across the blood-brain barrier, but you don't have to eat. 25 grams of carbs you can you can take l-tryptophan with a little bit of fruit and Mm -hmm. fruit is not going to cause such a high uh sugar load that you get an insulin spike but it will cause you to absorb that l-tryptophan what happens when you absorb l-tryptophan and you make more serotonin you're not hungry it's a it's a natural appetite suppressant a natural Mm -hmm. one and then you feel good. You're going to get the feeling you, you get when you have a bunch of carbs. Mm-hmm. You're going to feel good. And then also, too, if you can prevent dopamine from dropping and, or, or if you can enhance dopamine and, and serotonin with what? 
exercise. Exercise improves dopamine levels and improves serotonin levels. So use the hypnosis to like to exercise. Use the hypnosis to learn to like to exercise. And then even more specifically, use it to build muscle mass. And so when you do that, you're setting yourself up to being more relaxed, feeling better because of increased serotonin levels, increased dopamine levels, and then also not overeating. You're sated, you're happy, you don't feel like overeating. And then the exercise, if it builds muscle mass, muscle burns many more calories than does fat. To maintain muscle takes lots more calories. And so the more muscle mass you have, the less fat mass you're going to have. And so the hypnosis sets up the chemical changes indirectly by helping you to change your behavior in a way that you get more of the, the good things, the serotonin and the dopamine, and less of the lack. Yeah, well, I love this because it shows people that we, you, you've got this hack that you can use for each of us to help ourselves get our goals that, that actually works from a biochemical point of view. So there's, there's no guessing about it. We know that this combination of things helps. Right. The caveat here, too, is if you're on a, a medication an antidepressant medication that increases uh, serotonin levels, increases dopamine levels, you really need to check with your doctor about whether or not you should take L-tryptophan. And I would recommend that if you're on those medications, you do not take L-tryptophan. And I'm almost sure they're going to tell you not to take it. But that doesn't mean that you still can't eat food that's high in L-tryptophan. And the reason to avoid the L-tryptophan is with those Serotonin reuptake inhibitors, the antidepressants, they cause an increased production of serotonin or a decreased breakdown of serotonin, but it increased levels of serotonin at the nerve endings. And that L-tryptophan can cause what's called serotonin syndrome where there's too much serotonin. And so you don't want to use that if, if you're in that situation where you're taking antidepressants. So it sounds like if there's any doubt, people should definitely check with their doctor before doing this. Yes, they yeah. should. And is it a supplement you buy at the health food store or how is L-tryptophan sold? Yes, at the health food store. All right. But L-tryptophan is a very effective appetite suppressant when it's used right. And it's because it raises serotonin levels and makes uh, people happier. What kind of food would we find L-tryptophan in? It's going to be in any protein food. And there are, it, it's not important to find foods with more L-tryptophan. It's important to eat a little bit of carbohydrate with protein. All right. That's what induces it. I don't memorize what foods contain these things because, first of all, it's too easy for me to supplement with L-tryptophan and make sure that I'm getting a higher level of that. L-tryptophan competes with all the other amino acids. You, you really won't absorb much L-tryptophan unless you have some carbs in with your diet. Okay. But you don't have to go overboard with the carbs. If you're on a high-fat, moderate-protein, low-carb diet, just, you know, just when you want an increased level of serotonin, say at night, eat just a little bit of carbs with your protein. That will induce your 
increase in your serotonin level. All right. But the, the, the thing of it is, is that when you are when you are eating carbs, you're gaining weight, you're eating carbs and all that. It's important to understand that's the mechanism that's taking place is that you're eating the carbs. It's inducing serotonin. That's making you feel better. That's what brings you back to the carbs uh, all the time. Now, chocolate, chocolate increases your phenylalanine levels, which is another one that causes a production of L-tyrosine, and then you get dopamine from that. And so that's another dietary influence that you can have. Uh, phenylalanine also is very good, especially the, the dextrophenylalanine is very good at relieving pain. So the use of phenylalanine will increase your dopamine levels. Okay. And is that also a supplement? That is a supplement. It's just a free form amino acid. It's a supplement. But again, you want to, if you, especially if you're taking medication for depression, you want to check with your doctor before you use the phenylalanine. Those are some great tips. So Dr. Brooks, I'm curious, because when we were chatting before, you said that before you lost weight with hypnosis, that you had tried willpower, you also tried diets, and those things didn't work for you, but hypnosis did help you when you used it. And I'm, I'm, and I know many, many people who we see at our hypnosis clinics have that experience with weight loss. So often when they come see us, they, they, feel like they keep failing because they might do lose some weight and gain it back and they're on that diet roller coaster where their weight goes up and down and up and down and so I'm curious about um, how much you think that this this biochemical balance factors into that cycle that a lot of people find themselves in oh the the biochemical imbalance is everything because it influences behavior uh, in the way it does and that's the importance of learning about this is so that you can, you can have these hacks, you can have these tools so that you use your biochemistry to help your behavior rather than to hinder it. Right. Yeah. So when you understand this, it's a lot easier to just stay the course with the plan because you know that the plan is working with you instead of sabotaging. And a lot of people, when they lose weight and gain it back, they get mad at themselves or they lose faith in themselves. And it sounds like really what's happening is their biochemistry is saying, oh my God, I'm starving or I feel terrible, make me feel better. And so they're, they're simply having that very basic reaction to their body's chemistry. Is that, is that accurate? Yes. It's important to understand, though, that diet, diet is key. Diet is very important. Any deficiency that you have, even a deficiency of water, dehydration, is going to cause your body to crave something. For instance, a zinc deficiency is going to want, you're going to, you're going to die to eat. Okay, and then you, you're going to put a ton of salt on your food because you're not going to be able to taste. So the, the, the lack of zinc makes you hungry and it's just because the body recognizes that there's a deficiency and you've got to fix that deficiency. And that happens to be a very critically bad deficiency, zinc deficiency. And so what happens when you give somebody zinc, they all of a sudden they have appetite control. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And we see a ton of weight loss clients who don't drink very much water throughout the day. So just changing that can make a huge difference. That's why it's important that when you feel yourself get hungry at an unusual time that you drink a whole lot of water because that can be thirst. Mm -hmm. But back to zinc, if you give zinc to somebody that is overeating, they will tone down their their eating. It's it is Mm -hmm. like a an appetite suppressant. But if somebody is bulimic and they they're they're eating, but they're throwing everything up and then they're starving themselves and all that and they they'll tell you they're not hungry you give them zinc they will eat Hmm. they'll hate you because they don't want to eat but if you give them zinc they can't help themselves it modulates your appetite so that it's what your body needs ah interesting cool so zinc is is an important thing with regard to the biochemistry of all this But that's just an example of of a deficiency that can lead to overeating and and lead to cravings. Mm -hmm. There There are many others. Any deficiency can cause cravings and overeating. So a good diet is important. The point here is you don't starve yourself to lose weight. You eat the right things to lose weight. Mm hmm. And that's, that's because your diet is tied in with your biochemistry and your biochemistry for a large part with regard to neurotransmitters, et cetera, et cetera, it modulates your behavior. Mm -hmm. So if somebody wants to lose weight, a good place to start would be to get, uh, see if they are actually having proper nutrition, if they have any deficiencies, uh, if they are drinking enough water, um, if they need to make those changes, hypnosis can help along the way, but you, you, you want to make sure that you're actually getting proper nutrients. So your body has the building blocks to function. Yes. And so with the hypnosis, you, you, you can affect behavior in a way that a person's not put off by you trying to affect their behavior. In other words, you, you're simply suggesting that they do something that they really do want to do. And you're only changing their conscious mind uh, because that's what, you know, they, they have their critical factor and they're thinking, well, that won't work. I tried that, that won't work. And I tried that and that won't work, et cetera, et cetera. And so it has to come from inside, from the subconscious mind. And that's how hypnosis is so powerful at getting people to change their behavior. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I think it's really cool that you learned hypnosis before you were too deeply in the, the medical world because it's such an opposite way of doing things. So you learned in tandem how hypnosis can help you and also the, the science of what we need to do to be healthy at the same time, which is really awesome yeah. to have that combination. Yeah, it was, it was a great asset. It was a great tool to have mm-hmm. and, and still is. Yeah, great. Um, so what other tips or advice do you have to give uh, the people who are interested in using hypnosis to lose weight from, from this medical point of view? So diet is key. And, and so, um, and the, the diet that we've 
we've taught before was the food pyramid diet. And the, the biggest base of that was carbs. And I think that should be changed. The, the base should be fat and protein and then small amounts of carbs with the exclusion of vegetables. Those, those should be unlimited in the diet. But some people need hypnosis to change their ideas about their diet and to have, you know, to develop a reason enough to change. And then, you know, we all, we all grow up eating whatever we eat and we don't realize there's millions of other foods out there that might be good for us, that it might actually even taste good. And so uh, I just think that hypnosis helps people to expand their horizons enough that they can fall into the diet that helps them the most. We're all individually different. I do real well on a high fat, moderate protein, low carb diet, but I have, you know, there are days that I have to do carbs and, and if I work out real heavy, I do a little bit of carbs. But the whole thing is, is that the hypnosis has helped me to keep that in moderation and help me to control portion sizes and control my behavior. I do intermittent fasting. And so I just have in my mind, I'm not going to eat anything until four. And then I'm not going to eat things after eight. And mm-hmm. so it's hypnosis that allows you to do that without having your critical factor come in and play and say, you know, that doesn't work for people or whatever. And it is true that you do sometimes have to reduce calories, but even that sometimes is not enough because just suddenly reducing calories, uh, the body can sense that you're in a starvation mode and it's not going to let go of fat no matter what. And so to overcome that, then you need to instill exercise and especially exercise that builds muscle mass. Now, if you're not exercising at all, what you need to start out with is walking, get moving, and just learn that as a habit, move during the day, get moving. And then if, if you haven't been exercising at all, any movement that you do is going to be new, and that's going to start building muscle mass. And then at some point in time, you can get focused on it. I did 20 minutes to fitness where I'm you know, doing uh, resistance training for 20 minutes out of a, out of a week. And then doing my walking and aerobics the other days of the week. And so it didn't cost me three days a week, three hours a day in the gym. Right. And that was the only way that I would do it. But the point is, um, you, you find the diet that works for you. And then I use hypnosis to get myself to do that diet, to accept that diet. And then... I use hypnosis to motivate me to exercise. So has your life better overall since you, so you, you stopped drinking or you've cut back on drinking, you're, you're, you lost a whole bunch of weight, you're moving your body, building that lean muscle mass, you're able to manage your own pain better, you mentioned, yes? Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, and manage stress. So talk a little bit about like how has that in the big picture improved your life? You've made those changes. Well, my goodness. Well, I, I, I sleep better. I don't snore anymore at night. I, um, um, which means that I'm oxygenating, oxygenating well at night. And that in itself can help you lose weight from going from poor oxygenation to good oxygenation. 
you, you can uh, drop pounds. But I feel better. I have energy all through the day mm-hmm. and all that. No longer do I eat a meal and then get tired and sleepy because I don't eat those kind of meals. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, even my, even my big meal in the evening doesn't make me sleepy or tired uh, because it's not, it's not full of refined carbohydrates. But you have more energy and you're, you're freed up to choose how you're going to feel over the course of the day and evening. That's right. Yeah, before you were kind of a victim of your habits and they impacted how you felt, but you you didn't really know how to choose. That's right. That's right. And as far as that, the alcohol part of it, now, you know, now I engage my life. Now I'll address my life instead of escaping my life. Mm-hmm. And so that, that's been uh, wonderful. A big thing is more energy and, uh, and more more clarity of thinking, more energy. I have much fewer bouts. I don't know about you, but if I get exposed to mold or something like that, then I feel tired. If I eat foods with a lot of leptins in them, then I feel tired. But that is less of a problem now. It's like Mm -hmm. it's almost not a problem just simply because the diet that I'm on trains me to eat the right foods that make me feel good. And you know the difference between feeling good and not feeling good and the the relationship between that and diet and fitness. Oh, yes, definitely. I know the relationship between not feeling good and feeling good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's good to know because a lot of people, they just, it's it's like they're the the way it is. So they don't know that it can be different. And realizing that your behaviors and your choices and being able to make the choices can make it different is a powerful thing. Right. Yeah. So what you want to do is you want to avoid big swings in your glucose levels. The thing that makes insulin go up is sugar, glucose. And so you, you eat sugar and your insulin is going to spike up high. And then as the insulin processes the sugar, makes it go into muscle or changes it into fat, whatever, then your glucose level comes down. If it comes down really fast, you're going to get hungry, real hungry. So the key to avoiding the hunger is avoiding those spikes in sugar levels. And so you eat fat and protein and very, very little carbs. When I get up in the morning, I have coffee, but I put butter and I put MCT oil in the coffee. Hmm. Okay, that does not crank up my metabolism or cause my insulin levels to go up, but it will cause you, you can make glucose, whatever glucose you need out of fat and out of protein in the body. So my body is absorbing fat and protein it's going to get a little bit of carbs from the protein, enough to keep from feeling hungry and all that. And that's going to be released at a steady state through the day. So just from the MCT oil and the butter in my coffee, I'm not hungry all day. Hmm. I, don't have, I don't have any hunger cravings. Then when I eat, I eat fat, protein, vegetables, and I don't eat carbs. And so again, 
that caloric load is released slowly without carbohydrates and without an insulin spike. And so mm-hmm. I, I never, I never do. When I switched over to this, I was, I was drinking alcohol, which is high carb. And I was, I was eating carbs and all that. I wasn't paying it much attention to my diet. When I switched over to a high fat, moderate protein diet with very low carbs, there were a couple of weeks in there where I didn't feel real good, but I knew that was because I'd been on all those carbs. My serotonin levels had dropped. My dopamine levels had dropped. And so I exercised because I, that was the issue. The other thing was I knew I was feeling bad because I was losing weight. I was melting off fat. What's stored in fat? Toxins. Mm. So what happens when you lose weight? Toxins are released. And so you have to exercise and sweat and you need to drink lots of water to get those toxins out of, out of your body. So but for about two weeks, I felt gnarly, but I know what was going on. So I did those little hacks. I drank a lot of water and I exercised and all that. And after about two weeks, it was just totally, you know, I had my coffee in the morning, my bulletproof coffee in the morning, and then I wasn't hungry the rest of the day. Then I would just stay on my high fat, moderate protein, low carb diet. And I exercised with the progressive uh, weight training for 20 minutes out of the week. And that's scientific. I got that out of a book called Body by Science. And uh, they, they're the ones that did all the studies to show exactly how frequent you needed to exercise to, to set up the hormonal changes in your body to make lean muscle and get rid of fat. Mm. But like I said, there were, there were two weeks in there where I, was, I wasn't feeling really good. Part of it was the toxins being released from the fat and part of it was the lack of serotonin and dopamine, which I was able to modify and correct with exercise. Right. And so, and that's so important because when people are losing weight, staying the course really matters. There might be weeks when people don't feel so great or things happen or they don't enjoy it as much. So you were able to stay focused on your goal and, and have these, these things to do to help you along the way. Right. Yeah. Right. I think there, there are a lot of great tips in here for people. Of course, check with your doctor before using these supplements. I'm sure that Dr. Burks would agree that that's a good idea. Um, and, but it's really cool to hear about these really easy and natural ways to help things along so that it's easier to get your goals. And uh, your example is very inspiring for people to see that you're incorporating hypnosis with these other approaches, more traditional medical approaches to, to help with getting results. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks so much for coming. And uh, I look forward to talking to you again soon. Thanks for having me. This was fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. You may be wondering, what is it really like to own a hypnosis clinic, help lots of people, and make an executive level income? Is it a mere pipe dream? What does it take? Can this become your reality? Next week, Burlington hypnosis owner Tree Ride will join us to share her experience with you. 
And if you want to find out more about how hypnosis training can help you, whether you are looking to lose weight, stop smoking, manage stress, help your family and friends, or become a professional hypnotist, go to hypnosistrainingcanada.com for more info and to schedule your free consultation. Remember to click the button to subscribe, share this podcast with a friend, and please leave us a review so you can help others benefit from the podcast too. Until next week. You've been listening to The Hypnosis Show with Robbie Spear Miller. Tune in next time to learn more about how you can change your life with hypnosis. And if you are interested in learning more about training opportunities, go to hypnosistrainingcanada.com and schedule a free consultation.